Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What happens when you take the soul of gospel, the lyricism of Def Jam poetry, and the heart of hip-hop? Osmond Benjamin is what happens. His debut album, Godfrey, just dropped, and I want to welcome him to the library of Tyrannico. Thanks for joining me, man. Wow, man. That was an amazing intro. Thank you for having me up here, man. That's, that was crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I came up with that intro when I was listening to the track um, Pressure. Okay. And uh, I have a question, many questions about Pressure, but Let's I, do it. I want to start start from the beginning. What drew you to hip-hop and hip-hop culture? But then, like, what were you listening to as a kid or what was being played in the house? So, it's interesting. Hip-hop, for me, I didn't really, really get introduced to it until, like, college. Okay. So, I grew up in a real uh, strict religious home, so it was only gospel that we played in the house. Like, um, the first CD I got that wasn't gospel per se, was John Legend's Get Lifted. Oh, nice. That was the first, and I had to, like, sneak it into my house. And then my friend, the second CD I got was a little Bow Wow CD. I forgot the name of the joint. <laughs> and I would go, and I would sneak the CD in my book bag and then listen to it in the in the Walkman. I had a Sony Walkman with the the the, uh, the shock-resistant. Oh, 10 seconds you know what or 15, I mean? yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So I had one of those, and I would listen to that on the... um on the bus going to school, then I would hide it in my book bag when I got back home. You know what I mean? But, like, I didn't really get introduced to rap until college. That's when I first heard, like, you know what I mean, like, Reasonable Doubt. That's when I, and then, like, I I did poetry a lot, but I was always a singer. Mm. So I didn't really, I didn't, I didn't really think to do the rap thing. I would play around and, like, do impressions, but... Impressions of other artists? Or? Yeah, like Snoop and, you know what I mean? Like Drake at the time and Akon. I, I would just, I would do a lot of impressions and then like, I guess, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I guess I got good enough at it that I started to take it serious, like in college for real, for real. So. When you say good enough at it, does that mean you were sharing it in public? I mean, did you have like a sounding board or was it still very much private for you? It was it was just playing around. You know what I mean? Like I'd be at the table with my friends and one, two, three, and to the folks. You know what I mean? Like we, and it'll be like, all right, cool, throw words and then I'll, I'll flip it. You know what nice. I mean? Like it was stuff like that. And then um, I guess like life started happening and I started writing about it and I was trying to sing the songs I was writing about, but my melodies were always really, really bad. Mm-hmm. Terrible melodies, bro. So, like, I'm, like, let me just try to rap 
and I was I found my voice more through rap mm-hmm. than it than I did through singing. Even though like I grew up doing that, you know what I mean. So, so, so you, know, you said you got into it late. So, what did you when you were first listening to it? What were you trying to get out of it? But then when you were actually doing it, what did you want to get out of it? So listening to it, it was really it was interesting. Like some of my favorite artists are like Lupe Fiasco, uh, Black Star. Jay Z, Nas, uh, Jay Electronica, Andre Three Thousand, and the thing that got me specifically with uh, with Lupe was um, his first album. I think Daydream was on the first album, Food and Liquor. Oh yeah. And when I seen that he got a a Grammy off of uh, off of Daydream, the joint with Joe Scott on it, I'm like yo, he wasn't talking about killing nobody. Right. He wasn't talking about doing nothing crazy. It was literally a song about a walking robot fighting the government. But the walking robot was a project building. I was like, that that type of creativity, it helped me realize, like, at the time I didn't have, like, life experiences that were cool enough to talk about to me. You right. know what I mean? So I was just like, yo, if Lupe could get a Grammy off of a walking project building, there's nothing that I can't talk about. So that was like it opened up my imagination to create stories and, you know what I mean, just like outlandish things. And then when I started to get my own life experiences, that's when I was able to um, apply that to what I was already doing. You know what I mean? So listening to it, it was more so to to learn. I learned a lot from Lupe. Like I learned a lot from Jay-Z. So it was educational. I learned more from rap than I did in school. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, that's what it was at first. And then after getting into it, those same things that I learned, I was listening to it with a different air because I was part of the art now. So now I was like, all right, cool. So I see what y'all doing there. Okay, I can apply that to what I'm doing over here. I could apply that to, you know what I'm saying, like, the way I'm putting metaphors together, the way I'm putting similes together, the way, you know what I'm saying, alliteration, all these literary terms that they told me in school, I was really able to get it listening to my favorite artists. So I was just like, yo, this... I I definitely they they taught me so what I know. I do want to talk about Godfrey the the debut album. But obviously you've done music prior to that. Mm-hmm. Um, the Soul Part Two. Yes. Uh, it's kind of an incredible. It's a. It's your incredible MC. It's Thank an incredible you. track. Uh, there's you. that drum drum beat that's going. You know. Yeah. Uh, produced by Black Milk. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you as an artist when you hear that a track like that? Mm-hmm. I mean, what is it that you're thinking? Like creativity, like what is going on in your? It's so, it's so unorthodox, and it's just like I hear a record like that, or when I heard the beat, it was just like I just heard freedom on it. It was like I could really do and go wherever I want. It's not a strict pocket I gotta stay in. I don't have to rap a certain type of way. It was just like, yo, just say how you feeling. Like that was it was like a free write. It's like my thoughts were all over the place. And it just like it just so happened that the fact that my thoughts were so everywhere, I was just writing them down, and it and it happened to go with what was going on, and that um that was a turning point for me that record because I was like, yo, everything doesn't have to be so uh so driven by concept. Mm-hmm. Everything doesn't have to be so okay. Well, I'm gonna start with this and then end with this. It was just like yo, because human beings we don't always work like that. Sometimes it's just scattered thoughts, and sometimes we feel one way, and then we feel another way. So that was a whole bunch of feelings I was thinking about, the kids that I don't have yet writing that. I was thinking about 
the people that didn't believe in me. I was thinking about, you know what I'm saying? Like intimate experiences that I had along the way, you know what I mean? Like in everything, that's, that's what that record made me feel. That's what that beat made me feel. And I was like, Oh, why not? And at first I was super scared to put it out because it was that different. Right. And I was like, you know, why not? And then that's, I still perform that record to this day. And I was like 2015, 2016. Um, the, the video itself, I mean, it's you on the basketball court. Yeah. Uh, so what for you, what, what, what's the importance of basketball in your life? Basketball this I mean, I don't want to call it an inner city thing, but that's, that's, it's a stress reliever for me. You know what I mean? So like, Playing basketball, that's what I do to get away from everything. When I don't, when, you know, I got writer's block and I don't want to force myself to write a verse, like I go to the park, I get some shots up, I go with my brother, we'll get a one on one, or we'll see who's at the park. I've been playing basketball my entire life. So when we did the Soul Part 2 vid, it was like, yeah, I just want to, like, we was wearing jerseys at the time. Like, that's just how we were dressing. Everybody had jerseys and stuff. So I was like, yo, let's just. Like uh, a good friend of mine, Tyler Busher, me and him sat down and came up with the idea together. Like, yo, let's just make a video for just doing what we do. Get our friends that we really, really chill with and build with, and let's just play basketball and have somebody record it. I want to turn to God, Godfrey. So I listened to the album, mm-hmm. and like automatically, and it kind of goes back to the intro, but I hear the the slam poet, Black Ice. <laughs> I hear a little like Joey Badass, and of course yeah. I hear yourself. I mean, and, and not taking away from you, I don't want to take away from you at all. But this is like this is kind of the mix, and obviously you, yeah. the one who stands out on this. Um, right now, who do you draw your inspiration from? Um, right, like as of now, like this very moment, I've been drawing a lot of information, uh, inspiration from interviews. I've been watching a lot of interviews, just seeing what other artists feel when they get into a spot where they can't where they can't create when they get to that hump you know what i'm saying where they where they're just stuck so i've been like a lot of nipsey hustle interviews nice like a lot of jay-z interviews you know what i'm saying old kanye interviews you know what i mean like those are that's what i've been pulling my inspiration from as of late like musically um it's a lot of anderson pack you know what i mean like a lot of stevie wonder yeah. A lot of like I go I went back to the old John Legend, you know what I mean? Or even friends of mine like Chris Rivers, uh, Denzel Porter, uh Rod the producer. Like I've been I've been pulling inspiration from the people closest to me. Those interviews and then the people who I res- I who sound I really, really respect. You know, it's a bunch of them. I don't wanna leave anybody out, right. but it's a it's a lot of people. Um the track uh pressure, mm-hmm. uh you talking about like you want to reach this diamond. You want to, mm-hmm. you know, uh, what obstacles have you run into, whether self obstacles or other outside pressure that kind of have stopped you? And I don't know if this is a word, reaching that diamond ship. Um, uh, communication issues just with the people I love the most. You know what I mean? That has been definitely, that has been a hardship because I understand that I'm not doing what everybody else is doing. So, you know, you have your parents who care about you and want you to be safe. And it's weird because you grow up as a kid and they tell you you could be an astronaut and you could be president until you're old enough to actually do those things. And it's just like, no, 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 don't do that. Go get a job and be safe. You know what I mean? So the fact that what I'm doing is not safe, it's not ethical, it's not mundane, it's not regular. So communicating 
this like this thing that that I've been like birthed with to try to communicate to that with people who are not in the same field has always been a clash. So like with the people that I love the most, like relationships, like with you know what I mean, like my girlfriend, we would get into it, you know what I mean, at times. And then there's other times where she would get it. So those are the things that we would that I would clash with the most. Um aside from that, just like the the writer's block. That's the I'm like I've been trying to explain writer's block for years, but what if what it feels like it's like it's like you feel paralyzed. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like I can't move, my thoughts are not coming together and I'm just stuck. So moments like that and it's just like, yo, album's coming out, we have this amount of time to get it done, and then writer's block hits you, it's just like, yo, I feel like I'm not gonna reach these deadlines. Then you come with anxiety and everything else. So it's just like just overcoming that financial hardships, you know what I mean? Like uh just self-esteem issues, like questioning if you are good enough because the conversation is starting to shift. It's just like, yeah, you know, Kendrick, Lamar, J. Cole, Oswald Benjamin. It's just like, yo, I, yeah. like you're you're in that conversation now with the top MCs, with the people that really do this. So, like, those thoughts, if you are good enough. You know what I mean? Like, those are all of the things. And then just that, just that pressure of knowing the amount of time and effort that you put into your art knowing that it's going to be consumed because everybody is just consuming things at such a fast rate. So to know that it's going to be consumed right now, knowing that you gave your all to it, just for the question to come around in two or three days, like, all right, what else you got? You know it's, what I mean? Yeah, it's cool. It's, I think what you do uh, great on this track is that you, you're you at a time where, you know, it's, it, everything's downloadable, right? So, mm -hmm. like, I'm sure you've been asked and like you do, you know, you during any interview, like, all right, what's next? Yeah. You know, I just released an album. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah, know, like, yeah. Um, which makes more sense. And I think kind of the, the, and I really like this lyric is you got diplomas entertained. You consumers don't know the strain that weighs on a creative brain. Mm -hmm. Like that lyric just stands out and actually just sums up, you know, yeah. what you just said and just now is exactly, all right, now I get this lyrically even more. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so I can't imagine the pressure that you guys are on now for, like, you know, I used to have cassette tapes and, mm -hmm. you, know, yeah. you know, and then it takes a year or two years, maybe even to like let that settle. Now it's and like people really used to sit with music before, but now it's so accessible. It's <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Like I got you. Like, and it's like, and this, I think that's what any, any form of creativity. Like if you're a chef, you can spend days creating meals. You know what I mean? Just to serve it to people. For them to consume it in five minutes, like yo, that was real good. Like, what else you got? It's like yo, I just spent days creating it. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just for you to eat it, consume it, and then want the next one. After a while, like on the creative, on the creative side, it gets it gets draining. It's just like yo, especially if you're pulling from such a real place. Right. It's just like yo, I got to keep putting myself back in this place and pull from it because that's what you guys relate to. People relate to pain. People relate to love. And it's just like sometimes when you're not there, you start to think like, what if I really give people where I'm at right now and it's not what they're used to hearing from me. Like mm -hmm. you think about all of these things that's not important, but it's like, it's when you're held to a standard and when you're expected to deliver a certain type of way, like it gets, it gets difficult. You know what I mean? So nah, pressure. I was, I cried when I wrote that. Damn. Yeah. It was like, it, it was, it's real. You are one of the most, um, 
open people on your music. Mm-hmm. I mean, you listen to the introduction and it's like, all right, if I wanted to, well, you go, there goes that interview. Like, I'm not, gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna ask him a biopic interview. I just have to listen to the introduction. Um, yeah. Why, why, why take that approach? Why, why be so open? And is there any worry that, I don't know, the family, we, you know, the, the wrong person we heard or, you know? Nah, it's cause it's, it, you know, if I'm being super honest with you, it was, uh, eight mile changed everything for me that last battle when it was him and papa doc and he was just like yeah i am white i am a bum i do live in a trailer with my mom like just to see papa doc's face after that was just like yo he said everything you can't say nothing to him and it's just like seeing that i was just like oh i think i just figured something out because everybody's so scared to be exposed was like if if the exposure is coming from me you can't say nothing to me. I already told you this. All right, cool. I, was, I heard this happen. Yeah, it's in the music. I heard this happen. Yeah, it's in the music. So, and whoever hears it, I'm not concerned about how they feel because it's no fabrication. You know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm really, if this is how I felt, I'm pretty sure that whoever the song may be about, I had a conversation with you. And and like, and if you're, a, if you're dealing with somebody that's an artist, then you're, you're liable to end right. up in a song. You know what I'm saying? Like it's 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 gonna happen. It's almost inevitable. So, like, nah. And I I would and I do my best because I know even in conversations, like people would talk and give their side. So I do my best to be accountable in the music too. Like, all right, cool. Yeah, this girl said this and got me mad, but I probably did this right. to provoke her to say that. So I don't ever want to give that narrative of. I'm always right. I'm, I always know what's going on. Everybody hurt me. Right. And, um, that's, that's, that's whack to me. Like, I'm, I'm accountable for the things that I've done. You know what I mean? So do you have, with something like this, do you have a, uh, I guess a, a sounding board or, a, like, I mean, do you, do you, I guess, share your music prior to its finalization or do you kind of? Um, I have, I have like a, a group of really, really trusted individuals. You know what I mean? Like, Kelly Jackson. She's actually, she's the one that got the order of the whole record, right? Like the track listening, we sat down with her and she was just like, yeah, because the way we had it before, it was crazy. <laughs> it was so conceptual that sonically it sounded horrendous. <laughs> so she, she, she came in and, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, all right, cool. Maybe this song should go there sonically. It should go there. Or, you know what I mean? Like, and she, we moved the puzzle pieces together until we created this. So, like, that's somebody's air who I trust, you know what I'm saying? Like, rather producer, I trust his air. Like, my girlfriend, I trust her air. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's the closest people that I know is are not going to hear the music and tell me that it's, it's good and it's not. Mm. You know what I mean? So, cause I've made some pretty bad songs and I've gotten that text like, yo, bro, so what we're not going to do is ever put this out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I've gotten those, those messages and, you know what I mean? And suggestions and as hard headed as I may be, it's just like, yo, I don't care. What you feel, I'm not gonna lie to you and tell you to put out something that's not good. So, I got a, I, I got a committee. Right. right. Um, the track Olive Oil. Um, mm-hmm. you know, you hear the track, and I obviously know the significance of Olive Oil. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm I'm not a religious person. I used to pretend I was Kurt Franklin though when I was younger. And my <laughs> friend Tian was a singer. It was great. I can't sing for like me, but I could do deep voices, so it's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> The importance of this track for you, like it, it, it's created from the soul. Uh, how did you go about creating this, and like, what was the actually writing process behind it? Um, 
I think the hook came last. I didn't like it was like I was writing and everything just started to come together. Like that that happens a lot with me. Like I don't know what I'm about to do. And then I would just start writing and it just it comes out and then I piece it together. But I was just like, yo, that's just what that record pulled out of me. I didn't like that wasn't planned. I didn't plan to make a song about olive oil at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. But as it as it went on, like after getting the first verse done, it was just like, oh, this could be a thing. And then it puts you in a place to really think back. And it's just like, what was the significance of the olive oil? And it was a whole like, all right, yeah, like your mom prays that God puts a covering on you so that you straight when you walk outside. And it's just like, it's so weird that we still, like, we did all of these things growing up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, smoked weed and had bad trips. Like, you know what I'm saying? Thought about having sex with a whole bunch of girls. And it's just like, like, although... We knew that, you know, we had this cover and my mom would pray for us before we left, but that didn't stop us from still being kids. That didn't stop right. us from still being human beings. And it's just like, no matter what, mom still loved me. God is clearly still looking out for me. You know what I mean? But it's like, it's understanding where we came from. And it's just like, just because we were taught this, that doesn't mean that we were perfect. Mm. And it's just like, but we still had people that were praying for us and looking out for us to make sure that we didn't stray too far from where, you know what I'm saying, too far off of the path. So just thinking about all of those things, I was like, wow, like, we really did used to, like, we really used to, like, have conversations when we were when we were kids watching Hey Arnold, like, yo, homegirl that sat next to us in class is bad. Like, <laughs> if she throw it, I'm probably going to take it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And then still having to go to church that weekend. It was like, like just because we was in church, it didn't stop us from having those thoughts. Right. But we always knew that. All right, cool. We got, we got some. We we gonna figure it out, pretty much. Nice. Uh, there's a f few parts of the song that you know the beat changes slightly, mm -hmm. your voice changes slightly. But then the great thing about the beat changing slightly is that it highlights you as kind of being that next instrument. Mm -hmm. uh, the part that I really like that I think is one of the first times it breaks down. And this is where I might demolish your lyrics. So I do apologize. No problem. In advance. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, here for it. I've been trying to write a lyric for like 30 <laughs> years and I've failed miserably. So don't, don't worry about it. Uh, it goes, Luke Cage, the hatred, endured durable passion, passive. The fact that my flesh weak, mm -hmm. depressed, but the best of me on the way now, pray to Lord, like, Shuttles? Shuttlesworth. Shuttlesworth, the rain down. Uh, took a look. Uh, uh, took a lot of LS. Took a lot of L's. L's. See? Yeah, it's cool. Genius it's cool. But, yo, cool. you're you're doing you're doing I'm a great doing job. Amazing. I don't think I have a career next. You're doing uh, a <laughs> <laughs> uh, My Allen keys open doors. More rays than Flanagan. Sun slept on, but they awake now. Yeah. Um, just kind of, if you could uh, talk about the, these lyrics and kind of break them down. So, all right. So, there's this... Uh, it's so crazy that you picked that part. So there's this thing, like, I've learned, that if Royce to 5'9", if you hear this, shout out to you. But there's a thing that I learned from Royce, just listening to him, and it's this thing with schemes. It's the, it's like, I have a, I have a ball with him. And it was so random. Like, when this, that section came up, I was in my bed, and I was ready to, cause I wasn't there originally. It was another part, and it was trash, so we had to take it out. But, I was asleep, and then I woke up, and I was just like, yo, this would be a crazy Ray Allen scheme. 
And I was just like, how far can we go with this and still make it make sense? So Ray Allen played Jesus Shuttlesworth mm-hmm. and um and he got game and uh uh Luke Cage to the hatred endure, durable passion, passive the fact that my flesh weak, depressed, but the best me on the way now. Pray to the Lord, because his name was Jesus. And um he got game. Pray to the Lord like Shuttlesworth for the rain down. Cause you know Ray yeah. Allen got the jump shot. I took a lot of L's, my Allen keys, Ray Allen. My Allen keys opened doors, more rays, Ray Allen. Then Flanagan, okay. son slept on, but they wake now. But it's just like, all right, cool. This is going to be the longest Ray Allen scheme of all time. <laughs> but I still wanted to make sense and connect to what I'm talking about. So I think that's always been the fun part of writing for me. Like, how can I? Like, for the people that's listening on the surface, it's just like, wow, that's cool. But the people that really understand what's going on, it's just like, yo, this is like a form of wizardry right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's 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 so fun. So but all all of that meant it was just like like at the time I I was depressed you know what I'm saying it's just like I'm not even but I'm not gonna stay here mm. you know what I'm saying like and Luke Cage the hatred and door adorable passion passes the fact that my flesh is weak like that's when Luke Cage was on Netflix crazy and I started watching and it's just like yo just that just that concept is just like yeah like I'm Luke Cage for all of the hate everybody could throw shots or whatever the case is but. Until he found that one bad guy that had the bullet that was really penetrating his yeah. skin, and it was just like it was a game changer. It was just like, yeah, like, like my passion is durable, like how Luke K's skin was, but it's just like my flesh is still weak. Mm. You know what I mean? Like depressed, but the best me on the way now. I pray to the Lord, like shoulders were for the rain down, for the you know what I'm saying? Like I know I'm gonna be better. I'm still praying to God for the blessings though. Like, um, it's I, I need those right now. Like I took a lot of L's. But my Allen Keys, they open doors because Allen Keys are shaped like an L. You know what I mean? Like, took a lot of L's. My Allen Keys open doors, more Rays than Flanagan. You know, Ray more Flanagan and Sun Rays. And it's like, more Rays than Flanagan. Sun slept on. But all of them is, is awake now. Like, through this depression state, I'm still moving. I do all of these L's. And y'all going to see, like, yo, y'all going to know who I am because I didn't give up. You know what I mean? So that's what all of those meanings were in that little that little piece right there. That's why I can't be a rapper. I <laughs> would be like, once upon a time. <laughs> um, you know, in the same song you say, um, you spit uh, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven on my chest, a, perma- a permanent reminder that he's ordering my steps. Um, you're in the music industry, mm-hmm. and we all, you know, obviously everyone hears the stories about the music industry. Yeah. Uh, is Do you find it being kind of like, in a weird way, maybe contradictory for you to be in the industry or even even obstacles that you've run into that have challenged you, uh, challenged your faith? Uh, Contradictory in a sense where like you're in the industry that promotes this. This, yeah. Yeah, I mean like like the best thing, I think one of the great things about, and I tell people this a lot, about uh, DMX's first album mm -hmm. uh, is that it, well he tells a great story but it challenges you in terms of like what like morals like yeah. you know like he says stuff that you <laughs> would not agree with and would not do but you're yeah. like that flow was dope you know like that and he challenges you in a way that a lot of I think rap should do yeah uh do you find that happening to you yeah i think um i think like it's like you hear so many stories and i was a conspiracy theorist in like 10th grade and watched all the youtube videos about illuminati's and what album covers meant all that stuff yeah. so I, I was 
I was doing that for a while, and it's kind of like, all right, cool. I really feel like I've been given a gift. And, yeah, it's just like I've practiced this gift, but the focal point in the center of it all is always it's always love and it's always purpose. And I feel like that's a message that's missing. You know what I mean? And I would look up to people like a Kanye West or a Jay-Z that really did what they wanted to do and push the envelope because they were so themselves and so unadulterated and so unapologetic about it. So it's like, yo, if they can do that and they're just men, like I'm just a man, why mm. can't I do the same thing? So it's not, I, I don't really see it as contradictory. It's just like, all right, cool. Like you can be, and I, I, I've seen this in church too. Like people stay inside the church and point fingers at the people on the outside. But it's like, yo, if you was really outside with them, then you'll know what's really going on. You know what I'm saying? So you could so you could bring them in and really change the narrative and really change the direction of the conversation. So that's what music has always been. It's just like, yo, it's something way bigger out there to be talking about. Like, yeah, everybody wants a chain. Everybody wants a Maserati that don't make no noise when you start it. Yeah, everybody wants those things. But when that's all gone and every rapper is saying the same thing, like if it's, if if money is all you want, you're going to be broken in. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, if that's the case, there's, there's got to be something that's that's going on that nobody's talking about until they get there. So before I get there, let me be really aware of what's going on. So the message has always been that. It's like, yeah, I may have, you know, lines in there about some, some real things that's going on, but at the end of it, like, it's all about purpose and love. Walk in your purpose and, and love what you're doing and do everything being you as flawed and messed up as that may be, be exactly who you are and when doing that. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Uh, Styles P is featured on, uh, God bless the child. Yes. Uh, we, I feel like we're living in it for a few years now. We've been in the age of like every album has a feature, but not just one feature. It's like a thousand, thousand features. Mm -hmm. You one feature mm -hmm. on this album. Uh, was that a conscious decision? Uh, yeah. I mean, me and Styles P, we got a uh, we got a pretty dope relationship. Um, I was on I was on his project, the one that he. I was on his project, the one before the last one that he dropped. I had to I had to think about it, and after that, it was a lot of love, and he was we would reach out, we would connect, talk about healthy juices and stuff. Nice, and then. I was just like, yo, I have, uh, I got this song that I'd love for you to get on. And he was just like, all right, cool. And I sent it to him. He sent it back in like 30 minutes. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. I was just like, wow, we're really friends now. <laughs> like, we're really cool. But all the other ones, like, yeah, if we were to get features, it would have been cool for the track listing. But the people that we might have thought about calling, it's just like, all right, would they have added anything that we couldn't do ourselves to the record? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This is like, once we answered that, it was like, this is the first one. Like, I sat down with the team. I sat down with Kelly. I sat down with Sway. sat down with Rod. And it was a decision that we made. Like, you don't need to jam-pack this genre with features. Because whoever you may call, if they're not going to add to it, then it's going to be a waste of time. So I was like, all right, cool. It makes a lot of sense. So the next one, though, we're going we gonna to reach out. We're going to reach out to, to a couple people. Are you are you are you writing prior to the conversation about features? Are you writing full songs and then maybe you know like some people come, someone come in and like the third verse will just be you know you just take away the third verse and have the person add on to it, or are you waiting to see what if you get a feature on and then write around the song? So with this one, like I'm 
I'm really particular with features. Super particular. Like I, I don't I don't have too much of them. I'll do them for other people. But for me, like even with uh God Bless the Child, it was a it was an entire record already. And I removed my first verse and I was like, I think styles that add a whole different element to this. So it was already a song. But I was like, you know what? I take the first verse off, I put it on something else later on in life or whatever, but it was a, it was already done. You know what I mean? It's it's very difficult to um I guess to ask somebody for a feature and then write around it is is cuz I I don't know what my state they're in. I don't know what they're going to talk about. You know what I mean? And if I'm not there then it's not going to be a marriage. And I think that's what music is. Music is a feeling, music is a marriage and when everything is put together correctly in the pot is beautiful. And when it's not, you can feel it. You know what I mean? And I'm thinking like, all right, what if I got to perform these songs? You know yeah. what I mean? And you're not, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I can't get in, in, in contact with the person, what's going to happen. So it's kind of like, all right, I'll write to a whole song. And if I come across somebody, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I'll take a verse off. But just in case I want to perform this joint and they're not there, I got a whole version anyway. Right. You know Instead of I mean? playing the record out there. Yeah. Uh, a, lot, a lot of bad decisions, a lot of facts are missing. You spit on Stan Lee. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you just quickly break down these lyrics? What's the, what's the lyrics again? Uh, a lot of bad decisions, a lot of facts are missing. Yeah. I don't ask permission. I kind of just ask forgiveness. Yeah, there was uh, self-reflecting. And then, like, me self-reflecting and then me looking at what's going on around me. Like, yeah, I made a lot of bad decisions, but a lot of y'all facts are missing. Like, I don't ask permission. I kind of just ask forgiveness. I crafted cards for me. Yeah, and then it started going into rap. I crafted cartons for missing content. Y'all rapping different. A lot of that auto-tune and a whole lot of that ad-libbing. You know what I mean? So it was just, everybody got that one record where it's just like, I'm better than you guys, and right. this is why. So just one of those records. You know what I mean? Like, it was just, it was just fun. You know what I mean? It was a good time. Um, so for this next, I, is this track an ode to hip-hop? Is this track about a girl? Is it both? So I thought I would ask you, what is Simply Complicated about? Simply Complicated is what everyone has yet to go through or has gone through in a relationship when you really really care about that person and it could be um it could be translated to music or even if it's not with a person even if it's with something you love you know what i mean like that one thing that one person that is get you on your nerves and you give your all for this person and you would give your all. You would give a rib cage and a backbone if they need it and they can still piss you off. And then also understanding like, yo, I'm not the whole accountability thing. Like, I, I know for a fact I get you on your nerves because I'm annoying. You know what I mean? So simply complicated. It was just a, it was just a, I wanted to shed a different type of light on relationships you know what i mean because everybody's just like yeah you know ll cool j when i'm alone in my room sometimes i stare at you it's like yeah. but relationships ain't always like that right sometimes i can't stand you sometimes i wish you would pack yourself up and go to your mom's crib for a week or you know what i mean and then sometimes you feel the same way about me so that's what simply complicated was just like let me just give a real overview of what my relationship looks like what a relationship looks like for real like there's gonna be times i can't stand you but i love that a lot of you so we're going to figure this out. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, A&R guy, producer, and, you know, Rich Nice talks mm-hmm. about, he, he told me that you know, he, he saw you perform 
like a bar in Brooklyn, or like 10 to 15 people. Yeah. You go on Sway in the morning mm -hmm. and you even, you know, say you talk about Sway believing in you. What, what does that feel like going from a bar, 10 to 15 people in the room to Sway in the morning to essentially like, you know, worldwide? Uh, it feels, it's weird. So I'm, I'm a, I'm a overachiever. There's some, there's some, um, Kelly tells me all the time, like, yo, be in the moment and be right here. Cause um, there's times it's just like, all right, cool. What's the next thing? What are we doing next? What are we doing next? And then I end up missing life. So I had a moment. It's crazy. You actually I had a moment like two days ago to really sit and just like contemplate this whole journey. And it's like, wow, we really started from a long time ago into where we are now. It's, it's crazy. And sometimes I don't feel it. Sometimes it's like, all right, cool. All right, we got this set. We got this stage. We got all right, cool. Fifteen minutes. Let me get this set together. All right, cool. And then it's uh, and then it's back to work. But the times that I do really sit and think about it, it doesn't even feel real. Mm. You know what I mean? Like when people talk to me about the music, it's just like I forget that they're talking to me because I don't I don't see me in the light that everybody else does. You know what I mean? So it's it's weird. It's humbling. It's amazing. It's scary. You know what I mean? It's a lot of different things, but it's I'm I'm with everything though. Is it extra pressure now? Yeah. That oh now that the first album is out, yeah. I have to do this every time. I have to do it every time. So yeah, it's a it's a little bit of uh it's a little bit of extra pressure, but you know, I welcome it. Life wouldn't be fun without it. I haven't had this moment yet, but I imagine you had this moment. Uh and this is one my last question. Mm -hmm. Uh is there a a lyric that you've written so far, or even you know, maybe not even shared yet, but mm. that remind that says to you like, "Shit, I'm good. I'm good at this." Wow! But just one? You could do as you know, one, two. There's a. I got zero. <laughs> so. There was a lot. So before the album dropped, the day the day before, I was on Sway in the morning, and we did a. Uh, you know, he has this thing, the five fingers of death. And I was like, well, the album is coming out. So I, I really got to I really got to show out. Right. So I was on that thing. It was like nine beats for 10 minutes. And there was so many lyrics in there. It was, I don't, I don't know what, it, I don't know what it, what a start. I don't know if I have just one, but, uh, There was, got you. So it was one, um, and it was, it was talking about, it was just, it was a whole scheme just about like systematic oppression and how it works. And it was, uh, what was it? So every masterpiece has its blemishes, moment at least that they paint us foolish, but we ain't stupid. Is a different from lack of knowledge and not having access to it, because what they know about us and what we know about ourselves and never falls in the lines of being congruent. The closer we get to learning the truth about our regality and reality, they turn us to casualties and then remove it. Nah, they display a portion in books then dilute it, make every attempt to decline every inclined movement. Follow a Western European rendition of Jesus with an over office that walks in the steps of Judas. So religion, but taught salvation through bruises. The hammer used to crucify has been the gavel. 
where we took those chains and pedaled with pure will to survive in a bar you set that we can't handle. Peep the cycle. The psychological damage that's been done due to this narrative is a scary one, but it's genius. They were so unfair of us. They found a way to make us inferior, taking lions out of the jungle, labeling them a threat and environments that you designed to be ruptured. But until my lions learn how to write from their own perspectives, every story read to be glorifying the hunter. So, damn, yeah, that was one of my favorite sections in that 10 minutes. Shit. Damn. Uh, Oslin Benjamin. <laughs> uh, <laughs> new album, debut album, Godfrey. Uh, it's been a great honor to have you on the library with Monica. Thank you so much, man. Thank you, man. This was great. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.